When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of know some people um, out here, you know, a couple of friends. Uh, so I've kind of asked, you know, good food spots and, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge seafood guy. And so I've heard the seafood is really good up here. So, um, so that I've asked that, um, you know, about the barbershop, I, I've, I've looked at certain guys, so still trying to find a barber. So I got a haircut before I left. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna need one, um, you know, since I'm gonna be out here for, for the rest of my career. So, uh, so I'm definitely gonna need a barber. <laughs> I, I love that little line. I love that little line for the rest. Yeah. Since I'm taking over for Kirk next year, he says, wait, what? That was Kellen Mond, by the way. He uh, And by the way, he did end up at Ocean Air last night, according to his Twitter, his Instagram feed. So he put so out a Declan, little De- Declan's been taking credit for essentially the chain of events that led Kellen Mond to Ocean Air. I am taking credit for this. I'm okay. 100%. Now, okay. Courtney Crow, that, that press conference happened Friday. Courtney Cronin put out a tweet, and some others put out a tweet, too. Hey, you love seafood. Uh, you love seafood. Love seafood. So I put out a graphic yesterday with Courtney's screenshot of the tweet talking about his love of seafood, and he's looking for recommendations. So you brought, you brought it back to life. Like, brought it like back to life. Three days, three days later, like, you're bringing this yeah. back to life. Lo and behold, I threw it on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram feed, and the engagement rate naturally is just through the roof. And then all Not of a sudden, Kellen Mond tweets out at, like, 6 o'clock last night, hey, I'm still looking for seafood recommendations. And he's liking and all liking and, and and replying back to some of the fans that are saying, "Hey, try this place. Go to this place. Go to that place." And then by eight p.m., where is Kellen Mond? He's in a downtown he's local Minneapolis es- establishment eating seafood. We just speak things into existence on this show. So Kellen Mond, if you want to come wow. on and talk seafood and and also and maybe some seltzers too, let me know. Let me know. We are the straw that just stirs the drink. The we best just, part about that entire thing is I'm convinced because Courtney's uh, the quote that she used on Twitter was that he had been told. That there's great seafood here. Somebody punked him. Well, there's great walleye here. There's great right, but lake like, seafood here. But you're like, not going to find like you're not right. pulling shrimp out of exactly you know, the bayou. Here, but yeah. I'm sure. But I'm sure he's talking about what what we consider to be real seafood, right? So somebody punked him and said, "Oh, Minnesota's got great seafood." He's like, "I can't wait." And then Minnesota De- has and then great food. Trying to help him. Oh, it's got fantastic food. But I'm just yeah. saying, it's not it, the seafood here is obviously not fresh it's it's brought in also, also, also some of it is the walleye is fresh 
I'm saying the really good seafood. The cod is fresh. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the stuff that you get in <laughs> Seattle, That you know, towards there, towards the coasts. Yeah, I, the restaurants out here, they literally just, like, you order, and then the and then your server turns around, and rolls kill, up his or her sleeve, exact, roll, like, exactly. reaches into the water. You make eye contact yeah. with your dinner. Exactly like, right. <laughs> so that's that's a different So, But I think he got punked, and then Declan tried to help him out. I did. And maybe did. Maybe did. I, maybe I love did. it. I recommended, I said, listen. I retweeted his request for seafood, and I said, there is a Long John Silver's at the Mall of America that will change your life in that food court, okay? You can get the $4 combo, a little, little shrimp. I tweeted, little, little... I tweeted the same thing Friday. Long LJS. I, oh, lo- did, oh, I really? loved LJS. I... I used to love it so bad for you, yet so good. And I don't think that – now, is the mall one there still? Uh, I th- it was as of like a year ago. Okay, because there was never what any. Mean, no, I don't know. I I was just saying I don't know. I've been to a mall. Okay, because we did not have months. an individual franchise here ever. They they had them in in Iowa because when, when I'd go to uh, to Don's hometown, Cedar Rapids, they had an LJS there, and I loved it. The dipping sauces is great. Well, I mean, like la- la- last point on seafood before I'm we not. could do another thirty minute pot on this because we totally could because I love seafood, fast food seafood. Avoid, avoid like the plague. What? Avoid it. Fish, like 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 fish sandwiches and that kind. Avoid it. Avoid it. Dude. I'm out on you, sports son. I'm out on it. No, um, I'm out, unless Long John Silver's wants to wants to present uh, Purple Daily. Purple Daily presented by Long John. So we'll get Declan to wear a pirate hat. Yeah. The McDonald's eat fish some, sandwich is delicious. <laughs> I won't say anymore. Flail fish. Give me back anymore. my flail fish. Yeah, Give anymore. me that fish. Fish. <laughs> Give me back the flail fish. I love that sandwich. Okay. Well, for those of you that are still listening, this is Purple <laughs> Daily presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Mackie Judd, executive producer Declan. And uh, there's more clips where that came from. This is Kellen Mond. Let's, uh, well, we got a couple more to play for you here. Let's start with the uh, the Kirk. Are both of these Kirk or is, is it just the first one? You go ahead and play whatever you want. Okay. But we want to talk about ke- things Kellen Mond can learn from Kirk. So this Cousins. is if he's, um, if he's talked to Kirk Cousins. Um, he, he contacted me uh, after I got drafted, and uh, we talked. Um, you know, he, I don't know if he's out here yet. I haven't seen him out here, but, um, you know, coming, coming up next week, I'm, I'm assuming he'll be out here. So, uh, you know, I've obviously watched all his film, like I've said, but, um, you know, I think it would be um, also really good just to be able to see him in person, um, just be able to communicate and just, you know, him almost just being a, a mentor, essentially, and just being able to learn from him. That's interesting. Um, that Kirk called him, which is good. Okay, so I love that the Vikings communicated this before the pick to Kirk. Kirk picks up the phone. Let's just get rid of any tension here. This is not a thing for 2021, probably. So I, I like that there's no tension to start with. But he mentioned at the end of the clip, you know, things that he can learn from Kirk. So let's start with Judd. What are things that Kellen Mond should go to school on with Kirk? And what are things that maybe he should go to school on what not to learn from Kirk? I don't know. So I, I think that Kellamon's approach there was genius because basically he didn't come in and say, I I love how he said the rest of my career, but nothing he said was threatening. Like there was no underlying or it, it was underlying. It wasn't over the top. Things he can learn from Kirk. I'm sure there are some things. Yeah. I don't really know because like, I guess you learn, like, I think, I think that you're the ideal for a young uh, QB in year one is to probably watch and observe everything. So it's Kirk. It's um, how 
things function as far as meetings go. It's the professional aspect it takes. I mean, heck, on on, um, on game days, you, you can watch the opposing QB from the field and learn a ton. I don't know that his st- his style translates to Kirk, and he implied that it sort of does. Like, I, I can learn footwork from Kirk, but I think that's just genius because he basically is disarming Kirk, and Kirk will be disarmed. Like, Kirk will be like, oh, he's learning a lot from me, and he can learn maybe 5% or something like that. Uh, what can five percent? What ten percent? Like, like their styles aren't going to translate. Their styles aren't really going to translate. Oh, no, it's not like their mechanics and stuff. Like you know, might not. No, but, but oh, I know. You, but you, the you, there's op- things he can learn. But the offense is going to have to to have morph eventually to what Mon does well. And I don't know that what Mon does well. It's I mean, Kirk is ideally Kirk is a drop back in the pocket passer who would who would have been an awesome player in 1996. So. But what I think Kellen Mond can learn probably is a lot of stuff off the field, and that's just from the whole observational thing. It's why I think it's ideal if a guy doesn't have to play because he doesn't have to concern himself then with the immediacy of, oh, my God, I'm playing on Sunday, right? He's got the ability to take a step back and learn. What can he learn from Kirk that are things not to do? Again, I don't think their styles are going to be similar enough where where he's going to be replacing Kirk. I mean, he can run. He can do things that Kirk can't do. So I just think it's really an off-the-field gamut of things that Mond will have the ability, hopefully, to sit back and observe. Dex, let's play the next clip here. This is, I believe, Kellen Mond talking about things that he has learned so far, not from Kirk, but just like things he's learned early on. Um, you know, I've watched a ton of a ton of film on just, you know, what Kirk uh, did this past year and um, with, you know, a whole bunch of different plays and stuff like that. So. Um, that's pre- pretty much all I'm focused on. So just being able to have, you know, Nate and uh, Jake out there with me, um, you know, tremendously helps me. And um, just being able to kind of sit behind them and just being able to watch them every rep and um, also take reps with them. Um, I think that's a, a huge advantage for me. So, um, yes, it is, you know, a lot thrown at my plate. I feel like I've done a really good job with the information that is given. Um, but, you know, I, there's still a lot more a lot more room to grow. Hopefully the Vikings have some people on the coaching staff here and, you know, Clint Kubiak is going to have to be the number one guy that's, that's able to, in a tactful way, pull Kellen Mond aside and say, all right, buddy, listen. So here are the things that you need to go to school and study Kirk on. All right. And I'll get to a list in my mind that I, that I think aligns, but here's where you're different. And here are the things that he doesn't do particularly well that you know we're working on, and we're and we communicate this with him too. But that you need to go to school on those two. The things that I, the the first thing that stands out is I love that he's already watched all sixteen. He said he watched all sixteen games of the Vikings already, like in the last week or two. Uh, and so he's gone to school on that film, and he's coming in here. He seems to have he seems to have sort of a wide eyed and bright personality. And he's obviously very good with the media so far. So all, all these things, that I, what am I looking for in a franchise quarterback? I want someone who is studious, obsessed with film, that's charismatic, and and is great with the media. Because, like, when's the last time you saw a star quarterback that wins Super Bowls that's like Jay Cutler, you know? Right. You, you've got, there's got to be a certain charismatic quality to your personality and and great communication whether it's with your teammates your coaches or the media you just have to you have to be great in front of a camera i mean you're you're essentially the president or the ceo of the football team in that position so early on i like the signs of of you know just like the first week or so that kelaman is showing i think he can go to school on how to study film all right kirk 
man, these NFL defenses are super complicated, way more complicated than what I saw in college. What do I need to look for on film specifically as I prepare for games? Because we can sit here and we can knock Kirk for uh, for not being mobile and for uh, and for waiting for perfect openings of you know, wide receivers, but Kirk is very meticulous with planning and studying. That's one thing that he, it, sometimes to a fault, right? Yeah. So I want yes. Kellen Mond to know like how to study film, how to go about your routine and your practice and everything behind the scenes. And I would say the other thing that people rave about Kirk is that he has flawless, perfect footwork, which for him to throw for the completion percentages he does and the yards and for him to, to put up the numbers that he does, well, he's not doing that by escaping the pocket and improvising his way to 4,000 yards in the air. He has to have great footwork as a pocket passer, like in terms of drop back and rhythm and things like that. Now, does he sometimes freak out when things go off script? Yes. So that's something I'd put in the other bin. But just in terms of what does your footwork need to look like? What does your prep need to look like? Those are things I absolutely want him to study Kirk on. The other list would include things like off script, right? Late in games when the tension is high and the pressure is high. How are you communicating with your teammates? How are you calming your heart rate, right? Like things that you that you just have to sort of figure out uh, when you're thrown in the deep end. But I think I feel like Judd is over exaggerating how like how few things can be learned from Kirk when you're coming in as a rookie and and he's never experienced the NFL. I'm I'm not high on Kirk as a guy who can win a Super Bowl, but there's a million things you can learn from one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world if you kill him out. Mont strikes me as a guy, though, that watches film a lot, From if that comment is accurate. And so my guess is he's studied Kirk, he studied Mahomes, Brady, which is really, really smart. Um, I just don't know, with a guy like Kirk, I don't know, like, I guess you can study things to a point. I don't know how much there is to take away um, from Kirk in particular that you can't get from your coaches, that you can't get from different quarterbacks. I wrote a note down. So this is Mon's first time on Zoom here, and he's obviously a smart, articulate kid, okay? And I have no idea when the bleep hits the fan and there's adversity how he's going to react, if he's going to become more cantankerous. So this is not a defining statement by me. But I wrote down one word about what we just saw there that is very different from Kirk, and I think it's incredibly important. And the word is real. I that what we just saw there felt like Kellen Mond. Like I don't know him, but you know what? I saw that, and I didn't think he's trying to be somebody else, or he's trying to be what he thinks that that he should be, and that I want. That sounded like a kid who is comfortable in his own skin, who is confident. Uh, but not a jerk who is who is brash enough to believe in himself, but doesn't come off the top rope to tell me I'm great. He just says things like the rest of my career. Uh, but the word I wrote down was real and it's very important. And you know what? Call me call me a Kirk hater all you want. But I have never felt that I have ever seen Kirk Cousins speak and I can use the word real. <laughs> it's why I have called like him. That. It's why I've called this guy for a long time the corporate quarterback. It feels like he's playing the role of, of what Phil described, right? CEO. Like, this is this is how you sell it. Um, I've never heard Kirk at a podium or on a Zoom call uh, be what I would consider, in my own opinion, genuine. Kellen Mond, and I might be totally, I might be proven to be a thousand percent wrong, 
But just from that clip, that seemed like a genuine person. And and if you recall, that was the starting point for Teddy. Guys loved him. Why? Because flawed or not, and he was flawed, but flawed or not, he was Teddy. I, I think it's incredibly Actually, important to be yourself. I'm glad you brought up the Teddy thing because I because I think you could sit here and make a point that Tom Brady is a different person at the podium than he is behind the scenes, and you could and and there's other examples too, right? So you can't just go off of like, well, what are they doing at a podium when they're talking to the media? I think you can glean some things from that, but I want to know: do their teammates love and respect them? Because if you if 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 you don't love and respect your quarterback. He has to be good, and he has to be able to make the throws, and he has to be able to read defenses, but he also has to be able to have everyone's buy-in during moments of football crisis, right? Yes. And trust, and and yes. and the game planning. Like, there's you're essentially being looked at as the leader through choppy seas of a of a now 17 game season. Yep. And you know, Teddy wasn't nearly and isn't. He's, I see. He didn't die. He's still a quarterback in the NFL. Teddy isn't as talented as Kirk, especially after the injury. Neither one of them are all that mobile. Uh, Kirk has a much better arm. He's more accurate. He puts up better numbers. Uh, Where Teddy trumps Kirk, and if you could put together some of the things in Kirk's skill set with some of the things in Teddy's skill set, Teddy's teammates will take a bullet for him. Like The way they talk about him is as if he's – one of the best leaders they've ever been around and one of the best guys, right? They rally around him. Mm-hmm. And I think in football that translates to better chemistry and maybe another win. Like I, it's hard to quantify fully. And that's the thing about Kirk. You don't hear, you don't hear teammates just raving unprovoked, right? You know, you never, you never hear a teammate say, I just, I just want to say something real quick about Kirk, man. That guy's a warrior. And that guy is one of the one of the best leaders that I've ever been around. Yeah. Right, like people said that about Teddy. Yes. So you wonder, like, why are people so obsessed with Teddy? I think it's more the idea of what Teddy could have become, just based on all the things behind the scenes, right? And he just he's just not talented enough after the injury. Now he's just he's not ever going to be that guy. Can Kellen Mond be that guy from a leadership standpoint? And then can he fix the mechanical, the rigid sort of mechanics that he brings in from college? Right. So, yeah, go to school on that for sure. But, I I mean, if you are genuine, if you are who you are, I think that that goes a long way in a locker room of establishing. And you know what? You might be a quiet guy. You might not lead. I don't know. Uh, But it just seems like Kirk had to walk into the locker room on day one of being, I think at that time, the highest paid QB in the league and say, this is my team. I'm in charge. And guys are like, no, you're not. Like, that's not how the – this works. Uh, but, Phil, you bring up a, a really interesting word because I've given this play some thought. Like, big picture, what did what did it mean? I want to go back to the, I believe it was the Bears game at U.S. Bank Stadium last year and the Justin Jefferson Kirk kerfuffle that, that was caught on the boom mic where there was a late throw to Jefferson and he clearly stands up and says, throw the effing ball. Like, mm-hmm. throw the effing ball. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that goes back to a word that you broached, and I actually, right before you said it, wrote it down myself. Trust. Trust. Just So Kirk needs conditions in his mind to be perfect, not to screw up. And if, and if he sees something off, he's not going to take that chance. But being a receiver is really a difficult job because you have no control. Like, you can't go get the ball. The ball has to come to you. And I think that there's a trust there. I think what frustrated 
Jefferson was, he's like, damn, I'm really good. If you put the ball where it's supposed to be, and yes, it's going to have to, it might, it's almost going to be picked, okay? But if it's not, I'm going to catch it. And that's the level of trust that I, th- I think he got mad because Kirk didn't trust himself and therefore Jefferson as well to make a throw that to win games in this league, yeah. you have to make. That, I remember the the pushback that we got when we talked about that. It was, it was a lot of, you guys are really, this is just classic score north, <laughs> clickbait, purple daily, clickbait, and you know, call it clickbait, whatever you want. I mean, we are, we, we give our opinions on this show and on Mackie and Judd. And so we're not often looking for the right or most popular opinion. You know, we're, we're giving what we think. Like, I think that's one of the things we pride ourselves on this show. We're not always right, but we're going to tell you what we think. And my, my visceral gut reaction when I saw that was, wow, like Justin Jefferson turned to Kirk Cousins, a veteran established quarterback in this league and the presumed you know leader of that locker room, right? And absolutely reamed him in a moment of like football rage. Yeah. He turned around, he jumped up and he dropped a, a couple words that the boom mic picked up. You know, damn it Kirk. I think I think That's it was throw it was. the flag. He said throw the flag, which wasn't people thought, "Oh, he's yelling at the official." No, he's looking back at the quarterback and he's talking about a flag route. There was a there it was there were, the, the initial route was a flag route and then and then and then like Kirk didn't throw the ball and he rolled out to his left and so Jefferson had to improvise and it was too late. And so he's yelling at Kirk, "Throw the flag route" mm-hmm. with a couple expletives. And my my visual reaction was, "Whew, like for you to yell at a guy like that who is 10 years your senior in the NFL." Mm-hmm. The word I would use is is respect. Like there's you don't have a ton of it's not that you don't respect him at all, but like there's enough of a lack of respect to yell that at him in that moment. And I don't think you're gonna see a rookie receiver yelling at Tom Brady or Russell Wilson or Rogers. Like have you ever seen Devontae Adams turn around at any point in the last four years when Rogers overthrows him or something, you know, damn it, Aaron. Right. You know, throw the damn ball. Like, no, there's exactly Aaron's the man. Aaron knows what he's doing. That was a bad throw, but yes. I'm gonna let that one slide, right? And it's not a knock on Jefferson. It's just a human dynamic thing to be observed. Right. right? It's not it's not But the whole so, game the whole game itself is built on trust. Because you you're going to make passes that are dangerous. Like you just have to. That's how you, this league operates on on largely as much as Kirk and Mike might hate this, it operates on dangerous plays. It operates on leading the receiver on passes and trusting yeah. that the guy's going to run the correct route. And so, but my point being is, it's just a very interesting dynamic there because there is a reason why on the way out, Kyle didn't thank Kirk. Um, Stefan Diggs didn't like the offense, but, you know, to say Kirk played no role is probably not true there. Either so, it's just an interesting dynamic of of uh, Kirk certainly has the physical God given gifts to be very very good, but quarterback goes so much beyond that. And and if Mond is a kid that comes in and is trusted and is well liked and and can get the best from his teammates, that's a positive step. That's a very and and this year will go a long way, even if he doesn't play a game going to go a long way toward determining exactly that because by the end of this year in that locker room everybody will know 
what this kid is about. And if they begin to trust him and like him, and I don't mean like best friend, like, but I mean like him as a football player, respect him. He's not playing a role. He's not trying to be a, a QB in the National Football League on a show that's that's on ABC. He's actually, you know, if all of those things happen, that's a really productive first year to at least set yourself up. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, we'll we'll monitor this and see. The Vikings are. We don't, I guess it remains to be seen what the attendance is going to be at some of these off-season workouts too. I think um, it's going to be pretty right good. Now, this is just. I yeah, think teams are showing now up. People are getting vaccinated yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah, so, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, boys, we also have here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, from NFL.com. Cynthia Freeland, who is the NFL Network analytics expert, has run all of the teams through her boop, doop, 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 computer projection system. I don't know what it looks like, but she has win projections for each team in the NFL, presented by our friends at Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company providing insurance, risk management tools, and peace of mind for business owners for over 100 years. They're based in Owatonna. They are one of us, so to speak, in the state of Minnesota. And you can find out if your industry matches the list that they protect. It's a vast list of areas that they will protect on uh, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right. Who do you think? Have you guys looked at this list I yet? did. So, Dex. Okay, so I yep. can't quiz Judd. Yep. It's all right, you. Pal. You've looked at this, oh, too? Oh, you've looked, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys are no fun. We're buzzkills. All right. Well, I'll ask the audience. Out, you know, that's a whole thing. Declan does a lot. Um, okay, audience, who do you think has the number one projected win total? I'll give you five seconds. Think about it. How many wins is it? Um, bum, bum. If you said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 12.2 average wins throughout the simulations that they did, you would be correct. She's got the Buccaneers as the top team in the NFL. Your guys' thoughts? Everybody's back. I told you this last week. That concerns me. Yeah. Um, I think they'll make the playoffs. At this point, I really do. I do not think that they will be the best team. Sorry. It's just the, yeah. this league doesn't usually work like that now. I think it's, gonna, safe, ahead, you know, it's safe to assume they should be the best team. But like is Judd it? said, no, I think it is. It's is safe it? to assume. But like I, I'm high on the Rams. I think the Rams are going to be back this year. But but it's safe to assume the Bucks should be a double-digit win team. and should be a playoff team. Absolutely. Yes, that's true. They yeah. should be a playoff team. I think it's fair until proven otherwise. I think it's fair to put them number one. So she's got the Packers number two at 10.4 average wins. So it's obvious everything kind of gravitates toward like a middle ground here of like nine yes. or ten wins or seven wins. Yes. Uh, and she says, you know, the elephant in the room is whether Rodgers will still be the Packers. She's assuming that Rodgers will be playing in Green Bay and they will win double digits. Niners at 10.3 as the third best team. I sort of like that one. Cardinals. Yep. Washington. Nah. Dallas, all at nine or above. I guess that's a ceiling. One of those two I could see up there. I don't think both of them should Correct. be up there. Correct. Rams, yep. Bears. This is just, I believe I'm just going through the NFC right now. Uh, Seahawks, yep. Saints, all like between eight and a half I, and nine. You're a, long, you're a long ways down this list, Phil Mackey. And then Vikings at 8.4. Should Rodgers leave the Packers in the NFC North? This total would increase considerably. The Vikings are one team I have an eye on as a sleeper to overperform offseason expectations. The schedule looks kind enough to Minnesota with no exceptionally difficult back-to-backs. 
relatively favorable travel, although they do make like three West Coast trips. And yeah. And I disagree lack with of a that daunt- daunting matchup. So we could see this group reach the playoffs. So your thoughts on the Vikings being <laughs> if they don't sort of buried here? A lot of people are fired. One, if, if they don't make the playoffs. Um, to me, it's low. It's low. Like I expect more. If if Rodgers goes back to the Packers, I expect more. If he doesn't, I expect a lot more. Eight point four, right? Eight point four seems really low. I mean, you've got a head, revamped head defense. Roll, head roll if they win yes. eight games, people get fired. You've got a revamped defense. You have Cousins back. I mean, you know, this is not a this is a highly paid QB. You've got skill position guys and what should be an improved offensive line. Eight point four is eight point four is very problematic for me. Yeah, yeah. That's so I don't know what I don't know what Cynthia's little projection computer says there, but eight and a half get you get you fired. So all right, well that's NFL.com's projections for Be-boop. the 2021 Be-boop. season. Mark from Mark, I am Mark from Mark. I am Kirk Cousins. I am a cyborg. <laughs> All right, boys. That's a wrap. That was right. good. A little deep dive there into what Kellen Mond can learn from I love the Kellen Mond talk. Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. I feel like also you guys out there, the audience, seem to love Kellen Mond talk too. Just judging by some of the most popular episodes of the last three weeks have like basically all been Kellen Mond episodes. So maybe we'll do it. So we do the Kirk Cousins State of Kirk Cousins during the season on Wednesdays. Maybe we have to do a State of Kellen Mond. I'd be up for it. Maybe we'll do a State of Kellen Mond. I'd do it. Just for fun. He's the future. Let's do it. The rest of his Weekly career will Kellen be spent Mond. here in Minnesota. He announced that. At, yep, at Ocean Air or Long John Silver's, depending on LJS. what he's got a craving for. Tackling so wrong on fast food, seafood, fast food. Oh, so really is. Hold my tongue. Give me back the yep. filet fish. Give me that If you fish. put enough breading fish. on it, too, the, everything tastes See, the same. That's exactly uh, right. what I need to hear. Yep, that's exactly what I need to know. <laughs> Write that down, predictions, and an accountability session tomorrow on Purple Daily. See you guys.